Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So how are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I am excited to be here with you today and to share some more valuable information that really is going to empower you in your day-to-day of navigating your life and the relationships you have. That is the purpose of this podcast. It is truly to serve and provide value to you and the way you're experiencing your life. So if you are getting value out of this podcast and it is serving you the way I'm hoping it is, I would so appreciate if you could leave a review, put in a comment, share what is serving you while you're listening to this information, rate this podcast because That allows me and gives me input to really understand what additional episodes I can create for you, as well as it broadens the reach of this podcast to hopefully serve many other people. In fact, if you want to go a step further, and if you have one of your favorite episodes that you find yourself listening to repeatedly, take a screen print of it. Post it on your own social media. Do a hashtag enlightened relationships because it will allow me to see and to share that forward with other people that may benefit from hearing this podcast. So I would appreciate so much if you paid it forward that way. Okay, so today we are going to talk about our emotions. And yes, you could probably thinking right now, don't we always talk about our emotions? There is a lot of what I share with you that is stemming from our emotions. And and let's just get real, really quick with our emotions. The things that we desire, the things that we want all come from what we want to experience emotionally. The human brain is wired to move away from pain, which is an emotion, right? It's pain that we're experiencing. It's anger, it's frustration, it's hurt, it's, it's sorrow, it's hopelessness. These are all painful emotions. And our brain wants to move towards pleasure, right? Move away from pain, seeking pleasure. What's going to make us feel better. It's why we have these desires of what we think we want and what we're moving towards in our life in hopes that it's going to provide us a better feeling, a better emotional response. So emotions are powerful, you guys. And here's the truth about emotions from my perspective. Emotions are indicators. You've heard me say this before. Emotions aren't good or bad, positive or negative. They're only indicators of what you have going on inside of you. This is why I so appreciate the upward spiral and the downward spiral of emotions. If you don't have that um, printout, go to my website, 
lindsaykporter.com and scroll for the emotional guidance scale. I love talking about emotions, even with my children and having them identify if they're on the upward spiral or the downward spiral. It's only a place of indication of where you currently are in any moment that you are experiencing in your life. And it's not good or bad or positive or negative. There's some emotions we want to experience more of, and there's some emotions that we might not prefer to go through, but it's because of what we're making those emotions mean. If we can really understand that emotions are indicators of what you have going inside of you, you won't have as much of a desire to suppress or avoid or eliminate some of those emotions that you experience. You can just get more curious about what is going on inside of you. So your emotions indicate your level of alignment with who you really are. That spiritual being inside of you that is created in love and is most authentic when you show up with love. This is how you know if you are living your truth. Are you in alignment with who you really are? It's time we start noticing our thinking, the story we have in our mind, because this is what creates your emotional response. I promise you it has nothing to do with anything or anyone external to you that creates the way you feel. It's only your thinking that creates your emotional response, the emotion you experience. So, When you really understand this and can embrace this, the good news is you are in the driver's seat of creating more love, peace, and happiness for you. It is nothing outside of you that needs to be any different for you to experience those emotions. Those emotions are always available to you. You just need to investigate and start noticing your thinking and the truthfulness of your thinking. It is a beautiful thing. So I'm going to share a little bit from my own experience, from my own experiences navigating my life. I have noticed that when I am on the downward spiral of emotions, I am no longer living in my truth. I am out of alignment with who I really am. I am living in resistance to what is. And that is, I promise you, is a lie. The story, the thoughts that I have, the thoughts I'm entertaining isn't what's real. And it's not serving me because it's taking me out of alignment with who I really am, which is always love. That's who we all are. That's how we were all created. Okay. Now, again, from my experience, when I am feeling those emotions that belong on the upward spiral, I'm living in alignment with who I really am. I'm showing up with greater love, with heartfelt understanding of those things that are going around on around me. I'm showing up with allowing what is the reality of my life, the world I'm living in. Okay. I'm going to give you an example here. And this is a recent example. Just, I think it was last week, we were doing some house cleaning. Each of my kids have their own assignments and and what it is that they're cleaning, and they're all responsible for their rooms, to clean their rooms, okay? So 
I was helping some of my children doing cleaning this day. I, I tend to help my children as they're doing their cleaning in some form or fashion, or I'm doing my own cleaning, but I'm usually helping because it's my opportunity where I can really teach and train the way in which I think cleaning should be done. Notice the word should be done, right? It's my thoughts. It's the way I think the world should be. And in this moment, I am helping my boys clean their room. And as I go into their room, I am noticing piles of things in their room, in the corners, on the shelves. I have one little boy that loves to collect everything. He loves to have everything out. He wants to see it, touch it, play with it. Like he just loves his things, the gems, the rocks, the crystals, like all of the things that he'll collect throughout his day. It's just, it's, it's so funny, but it's all out. There's piles of clothes in different areas of the room, the toys. I noticed as I looked, their bed is in the corner of their room. And so it's right up against the wall. So I looked behind their headboard and I noticed a bunch of dominoes that they had played with weeks ago in their room, that some of those pieces were behind their bed. I noticed popcorn behind their bed. There was popcorn pieces in their room. Come to find out, I guess, that their older sister had given them popcorn to stay in their room to do something, well, for whatever reason. I I don't know the backstory on that, but there was popcorn in their room. One of the things that I um, work on in our home is we all eat at the kitchen, in the kitchen space. Like that's where food belongs. Again, that's where food belongs for me. So I'm seeing all of this stuff. I'm seeing all of this mess everywhere. I am starting to get very frustrated because I can't tell you how many times we've cleaned, how I share with my children, you know, that they have these bins in their room, that their things belong in these bins. Like this is where your things belong, not out on anything else, not in any corner, not piled behind things. So mom doesn't see it. (laughs) You know, I am just like, I'm starting to fume. I'm getting so angry. I am starting to rage because I'm so upset because I have this thought and um, story in my mind that is their room shouldn't be this messy. They know better because I've showed them and I've taught them. That this is not the way we do things in the Porter home. This is not the way our rooms look. I am getting so angry and I'm showing up with them, yelling, judging them. I'm, I'm saying like, you guys are these filthy little pigs in this room. It is a pigsty. This is not a room of order or that's been cleaned well for weeks. So I'm getting more and more upset because of this messy room and what I think it should be. So I'm in this space, and as I'm experiencing this with my kids, and I'm saying these things out of anger and frustration and annoyance, I have my oldest son that's starting to cry. Because one, he does not like when mom raises her voice, okay? But he's starting to cry and have this experience. I remember going out to my kitchen area to grab dust cloth to actually do some dusting with them. And I am still fuming with this. And I have my oldest daughter in the kitchen. And she says to me in this moment, mom, I love you. And I look at her and I say, I love you too. But I'm just so angry as I'm speaking these words of love to my daughter, because here I am in this moment, fuming in all my anger and rage about my boy's room. Okay. And here's the truth of the matter. The room and the way it was, was not creating my anger. 
It was the story, the thoughts that I had, the beliefs that I had that it shouldn't be this way. But the reality was the room was this way and I was resisting it. I was going up in my head, telling myself the story about my boys and the way that they should treat their room and their things. And I am creating this anger within me. And then I'm showing up as this yelling, judging mom who's frustrated with her boys. And truth be told, can't really teach them anything in these moments of how we take care of our things and how we create order in our room, right? And so I totally lost it. This was not my proudest moment as I was able to work myself back to that place of contentment, less of the rage and the anger, maybe just the disappointment, being disappointed that this was the state of their room, right? As I was working my way back to that contentment and being on the upward spiral, (laughs) I was able to continue cleaning with my oldest son in the powder bathroom that we have because that's one of his assignments. And I thought in this moment in my brain, I'm sitting here thinking of this and I'm like, buddy, did you make your mom mad? And he's like, yes, yes, my room, it was such a mess. And I know it shouldn't be that way. And it should have looked better. And I, I, I know, mom, I know that this is what was making you all mad. And I'm sitting here observing this and this cute little brain and what it is that he's thinking that if his room had looked any particular way, that mom wouldn't have gotten mad, you know? And I'm like, buddy, did you really make your mom mad? He's like, yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm like, Jackson, did you make your mom mad? And the third time that I asked, this is because we talk about our thoughts and our feelings in the Porter home. This is what we do. And he thought about this and he's like, no, I didn't make you mad. Your thoughts made you mad. And I'm like, exactly. Buddy, you don't have the power to make mommy think anything or feel anything. Mommy has that, right? That's my job. I My thoughts were making me mad. It had nothing to do with you and everything about the way I was thinking about your room. And I asked him this next question. Jax, did I make you sad? Did mommy make you sad that you were starting to cry? And he's like, yeah, you were yelling at me and that made me sad. I'm like, let's think about that. Was it my yelling that made you sad? Or was it a thought that you had that mom shouldn't yell at me? I shouldn't make mom mad. All of these types of thoughts. And he's like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I said, so who made you sad? He's like, my thoughts made me sad. I said, exactly. Mom's thoughts made her mad. Your thoughts made you sad. And now here we are having this conversation and this teaching and learning experience. And here's the reality of it all. No one makes us happy, mad, loved, sad. No one has the power to do any of that for us. We do it based on our thinking, the thoughts that we have, the story we create with the thoughts, the belief system that we're operating from. And each one of us as human beings are operating from different belief systems based on our life experiences and the things that we've learned over years of life. And so this is the reality, you guys. You are always in the driver's seat of your emotional response. It is the thoughts that you are entertaining that creates that experience for you. Nothing external to you does that. This is why your emotions are a beautiful thing. 
doesn't matter what they are on the upward or downward spiral. They indicate to you something that is going on inside of you. And it's your job, if you want, if you really want to create more love, peace, and happiness in your world, to really understand your thinking, the story that you have. Because when you can notice your thoughts and really investigate them to understand what it is that you're making something mean, that is how you experience true freedom of this life. And it is such a beautiful thing. So that is what I have for you today. You guys, your emotions are indicators of your alignment with you. My sons did not create my disalignment with who I was because of their bedroom. It was everything that I was thinking about it that created it. So sometimes, you guys, there can be some stories and beliefs and thoughts that we have that can really keep us stuck and not enjoying our life. And if that speaks to you and that resonates with you, I would love to invite you to a consultation call with me. It's a free 20 minute call where you and I can get on the phone and really explore whether or not coaching is the right fit for you. If this is speaking to you and you want some support, some guidance as you're navigating some of your own belief systems and want some help with that, I am happy to sign up to be your coach. I would love to help you create the life and the relationships that you desire. So if this is speaking to you, schedule a call, go out to my site. It's actually in the show notes as well, a consultation call. So you can click that link and schedule your time with me. Let's do this work. Let's create the life and the relationships that you desire because you are the only thing that's preventing that reality. It's available to you. You just have to embrace it and step into it. Okay, I hope you all have a fabulous week. Be the observer of your thoughts. I'm sending you all much love. Who is your relationship coach? If you don't have one, I would be honored to be your coach. I created a virtual program called Enlightened Relationships Academy that I would like to invite you to join me in, where we address challenges work on your goals, and together create the life and the relationships you desire. When you are ready to take what you are learning on this podcast to the next level, then come check out Enlightened Relationships Academy at lindsaykporter.com forward slash E-R-A.